Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Give Jesus a Holy Ghost shout. Just pray for yourself right now. Ask God, Father, use me for your purpose and to your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Use my life. Use my day. Take my moment. Take my time. Use my energy. Use my youth. Use my beauty. Use everything of me for your purpose and to your glory. To advance your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, use me. Use me to your glory. Use me for your purpose. In the name of Jesus. 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 Use me. Use me. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Use me, Lord. He's a mighty God. Use me, Lord. mighty name and everybody said amen wow clap your hands for the lord and give your neighbor a high five and you may be seated in the presence of god hallelujah 
Like I said in the beginning, I'm excited to be preaching here this morning. It's a blessing for God to use you for his purpose. Amen. Yeah. I pray that God chooses you for something great. I said I pray that God chooses you for something great. That great thing is not just your wedding. It's not just your job. It's not just your house. God's plan is greater than that. You missed a good place to say amen. For some of us, the biggest thing we think God can do for us is to give us a husband. Oh. And to him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask or think about. God is about to blow your imagination. I said God is about to blow your imagination. If you believe it, shout amen. So change, change your imagination is too small. It's too small. And I understand why your imagination is small. Because the Bible says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts. So when God is thinking, it's far above. So I understand. But I said, upgrade, upgrade. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This morning, I want to share something little with you. I believe that you will be blessed. The song the lady sang to us, it says, I share with you, lo, I tell you a mystery. I tell you something that is mysterious. A mystery is something that you don't fully understand. A mystery is a story with components which you don't know. Things that you don't know. A mystery. Amen. And it says, this mystery is that we will not all die. Even though we are dying, we will live again. We need to die. He explains why we need to die. This is in 1 Corinthians 15, from 50 down to 58. It says the reason why we need to die is that this corrupt body must put on incorruptible. This body cannot go to heaven. Imagine this body in heaven. It means we need a police station in heaven. We need a hospital in heaven. We need an ambulance. All these things in heaven. God doesn't want these logistical difficulties. So he says this corrupt, this corrupt body, it must put on incorruptible. So it must die so that we can bring forth a body that is not corruptible. When we say something is corrupt, it means it's false. It has evil in it. It decays. It rots. It's like potatoes. If you like keep this year's potatoes, if, I, if you buy potatoes today and keep it till Christmas, you will see that it will, it, will, it will spoil. So that's how our body is. So God said it must die and put on incorruptible. Then we will come we will enter into his kingdom. Okay? Then we will, that's when we will say we have had victory over death. Do you see it? But look, victory over death applies to those who are at the end. That's why I said, because of that, my beloved brethren. You see, when you listen to this song, you actually see perhaps the right order in which maybe these scriptures should have been for us to have the right understanding. So you see, in this song, he puts the set. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and move out, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He puts it between, he puts it before, he says, then we all shall say, death, where is your victory? Grave, where is thy stink? You see, so it's like, what if we use this life that we have to serve God? 
then we will truly have victory over death and over the grave. Yeah, then truly we will have victory over it. Because there, there are three things that are going to happen. Either you die and go to hell, which you have been exempted from Amen. by salvation through Jesus Christ. Now, if you die and you go to hell, you've not had victory over death. You've actually gone to where death comes from. Do you get eternal death? Now, you go to heaven, having not served God, you are just a believer. It means in heaven, these are the people who will be in outer darkness. So you've not really had, a, you, 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 have, you have been victorious, but you are not happy. Do you get it? Those of you who watched Manchester United's game during the week, United won, but they were not happy because they wanted to win more than one. They needed to win more than one. You, do you understand? So it's like, you've gone, you've gone to heaven, but there's nothing much to show for it. Then those who will serve the Lord, they will have true victory over death. May you serve God all the days of your life. Amen. Acts chapter 2 is where I want to share from this morning for just a brief moment. I'm sharing on the subject why you must become a Basenta leader. I'm giving you an opportunity to serve God. Why you, not your neighbor, you must become a Basenta leader. Amen. Acts chapter 2, then they that gladly receive his word were baptized and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Amen. Let's jump to verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Having favor with God, the Lord added unto them daily such as should be saved. The TV is slow. Amen. Amen. Is that what you have degenerated to? Say amen. amen. Now, in this piece of scripture, we see the New Testament church. This is the first church in the Bible. The church Jesus established in the Bible. The Bible says that these people, they had church in the temple, okay? And they had church in the house, 46. They had church... In the temple, they continued daily in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Amen. So they had gatherings in church and gatherings at home. Hallelujah. A basenta is our own coin word for what we traditionally know as home cells. Amen. How many of you have heard of home cells before? Yes. In our church, instead of calling it home cells, we, we, we give it our special name. Do you see? Like we do, I mean, my children, I gave them names myself. So that you don't, I don't call them and then your children come. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's be serious. Do you get, I could have just called them Bafana. Bafana or Amajita. Yes, but I gave them a name. You are called Melin. 
Yeah. I mean, if I shout, Merlin, you cannot come. No, nobody can come and say, oh, I've come. Maybe we are eating, so you saw the food, you said, I heard you calling my name. No, 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 you are not called Merlin. Do you see? So we two in the church, we know traditionally the name for it is cell, which is a small group, which is from the body, the cells in the body. But we also want to give it a name to make it unique to our church. So we called it Basentes. Amen. That's the name. There's no biblical connotation like I must give you a verse from someone. It's just a name that we decide. That instead of going around and saying, home cell, home cell, home cell, we will say Basentes. Very simple. Amen. Amen. Because God also, when he created things, he started to give them names. He, he employed Adam, specially gave him a job just to give names to the animals. He could have just said, all of them animals. I said, Adam, you, any day you wake up, you see any animal, give it a name. And the name you call it, that's what I will also call it. From that day, Adam started to give all of them names. Do you get it? And he was giving very horrible names. Cherokee, this. Then his wife came. Then his wife said, look, let's give names like butterfly. You know, names that are nice. Dear. You know what? These hard names you are giving. Lion. No, 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 no. Rhinoceros. It's too difficult. Let's give butterfly. You see, even the cheche fly, it looks very ugly, but let's call it cheche fly. Or cheche fly. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, antelope. Cute names. Amen. Yeah. So, this is the name. What is a basenta? A basenta is a small group, a church in the house. A small group, usually, his membership is the leader plus one member. Basenta has started. Yeah. To between two and, and ten. That's a basenta. The leader and your first member is a basenta. Hallelujah. That's, I, I hear last week you showcased your basentes. Is that not so? So I've just come to continue. I was going to preach on something else. Then they said you did basentes. So I said, let me continue from there. Amen. That's what I'm asking you to become a leader of. Something that you create yourself and become a leader of. One leader, one member, it has started. And like you saw in the film stars, it grows. Basentes grow through evangelism. They grow through prayer. As you pray, you evangelize people to Christ. Some of them will join you. Then your basenta will grow. I see you becoming a great basenta leader. Do you have uh, basentas from Masgo? Let me show you from Masgo because some of you already said, I'm going to show you from the Bible, basentas in the Bible. But some of you have said, oh, Bishop, I just came to the church last year or last uh, other year. Or I just came this year. I'm new in the church. This church itself, the church itself is new. This is the church I pastor now. It's a new church. I was here with you. I've been here with you since uh, 20-something. Then... Uh, this year, March, I left to go and plant this church. Do you get So they are all new, brand new people. They don't know, they don't even know the Bible. When you tell them about Jacob, they are thinking of Jacob Zuma. When you tell them about Moses, they are thinking of Moses Mabida. Yeah, you have to tell, no, it's not Mabida. I mean, how can Zuma be in the Bible? I mean, let's be serious. I mean, ah. Although the Jacob in the Bible was a thief, it's not this... Um, our president. <laughs> yeah, so look at them. But these are even, yes, these are basentes. These are all new people who have just taken this message and preaching, and they are, these are people and they are basentes. Now, this, stay there. This is Halalisani. I'm sure most of you know him. This is his basenta. 
He has only one member. But it's a percenter. I said it's a what? It's a percenter. He has only one member. He said, you, there's another one. There's also one, only one member. You show, show us through the week. Uh-huh. This one. Why have you done the picture like that? Anyway. Yeah. This one also. One member, the girl in the white, is the Basenta leader. She got born again somewhere just before the June holidays, before they went for holidays in June. That's when she got born. I remember she got born again about two, three Sundays, or two Sundays. She said she's going. I said, ah, how can you go home? You just got born again. You go and backslide. But I had to allow. She went home. She came. Today, that's a one person. One person. She has started. She has started. Show us a few more, and then we close. Yeah, that's Tuli. You know Tuli. This is Tuli's Westville campus. Yeah. This one, I don't know, EFF or something. Amanda. <laughs> and then, of course, that's our man. This, you see, these two, it's one percentile. They are just two members. This guy on this side is not part of it. Two. Hallelujah. Nana, don't you see that you can have a basenta easily? Even your basenta can be bigger than this one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. My point is that everything starts from somewhere. You can take it off. Everything starts from somewhere. And until you start, it doesn't grow. It cannot grow. I mean, if I send you to go and start a bacenda, suddenly you have 27 people. You are more likely to be a Jacob. Not Zuma. I mean, a thief. Because where are you going to find them from? You have to grow it one by one, one soul at a time. And it will grow. But over time, it grows. Over time, it grows. Over time, it grows. Until you give yourself to it, you will not have it. Amen? As I'm sitting here, I see so many, all of us in the church can be basenta leaders. You just have to start. Where, is that? Where, where does it meet? In your house. In your house. Or wherever you live. It's in your area. You don't have to take transport anywhere. Where you live, there. Maybe your neighbors, your next door, that's if they have a garage or an open space, you can have your meetings there. That's it. Yeah. Start one, two, three. Nobody, I mean, your house, your friends come and visit you. Your parents don't chase them away. So if you bring one friend to visit you so that you can pray with the person, teach the person something, just repeat what was taught in church on Sunday to the person. And then we go home. Our parents won't chase such. I mean, no parent to say, oh, no, why? No. So then from there, by the time it's growing, your parents have become used to the idea that, oh, some of your friends come for you to teach them something from the Bible. And it stops you from going out to go and misbehave. I said, that's what? It stops you from going out to go and misbehave. Suddenly you stay at home. You that never stayed at home, suddenly at least on Wednesdays you are at home. On Thursdays you are at home. Even your parents will become happy with you at least once a week. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me show you from the Bible churches that met in the house. You done? Good. Churches that met in the house. <laughs> Acts chapter 5, 42. It says, and, and daily in the temple, in every house, they cease not to teach and preach. Jesus. It says every day in the temple and where? In the house. In the temple and where? In the house. In every house. In the temple and where? In every house. Which includes your house. Not in pastor's house alone, but your house also. 
Let me show you another one. Acts chapter 8. This is Paul. When, when Saul was attacking the church. And Saul, verse 1, was consenting unto his death. And at the, this is Stephen, when Stephen died, okay. And at that time, there were great persecutions against the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. And Saul, this is the verse we are looking for. And for us for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house. And holy men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad. Went, therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Now, where did Saul find them? In the house. In the house. He knew that they were having meetings in the house. So he went from house to house to attack the churches that were in the house. Attack the basentes that were in the house. That's what he was doing. In the Bible, um, Paul wrote to Aquila and Coises, greet the church that is in your house for me. He said, when he wrote to them, he said, greet the church that is in your house also for me. So meeting in our homes is not a strange thing. That's why this great revelation of home cells has existed for hundreds of years and has survived up to now. Yeah, up to now. It's, a, it's the Bible-based system of running a church or growing a church from the Bible because that makes it possible for everybody to get involved. There are some of you, if we don't transport you, you can't come to church. Not in most cases, but you can't come. But this one, nobody has to transport you. It's in your, all your members are on your street. I said, all your members live on your street. They live on your street or the next street. So you just have to tell them, it's time. Then they come. And you gather, you meet them. What do I expect you to do as a basental? They meet your people once a week. And on Sunday, bring them to church. I said, meet them once a week. And on Sunday, bring them to church. When you are, when, even if it's your pastor who organizes the transport to bring you to, when the transport is ready, you arrive with your members. That these are my members from my center. We are here. We are ready. Then you come with them. Meet them once a week. Wednesday, Thursday, even Saturday. Any day you choose. It's just that it has to be done. So it has to be said that we can monitor that you are doing it. And then on Sunday, we bring them to church. Very simple. Why must you become a Basenta leader? Number one. Why? What is the reason? Mark 16. What is the reason? Becoming a Basenta leader is an opportunity to do soul winning. Amen. I said it's an opportunity to do soul winning. Mark 16. Let's go to verse 15. It's an opportunity for every single person in the church to be involved in soul winning. And he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is Jesus giving an instruction to every Christian. And he says, my instruction is that go and preach the gospel to everybody, verse 16. And they that believe shall be baptized and shall be saved. He says, he that believeth and is baptized 
shall be saved. So he said, go and preach. What's the purpose of the preaching? So that people will be baptized so that they can be saved. So Jesus has given us a command to, to go out there and preach the gospel so that people can be saved. So God is expecting us to all be so winners. One of the common things you should do as a Christian, in addition to reading your Bible, praying every day and coming to church, is so winning. If you ask what are the four pillars of, of a Christian's life, acti- four main activities you should be doing. One, read your Bible. Two, pray. Three, come to church regularly. And four, be a soul winner. Yeah, these are the four main things you should be doing as a Christian. Every activity you should do should be one of these. You should check. So this is an instruction that Jesus has given us. Today, the church is not bothered about it. The church is not interested in winning souls for the Lord. Winning souls into the kingdom of God. Meanwhile, you are born again. You are a Christian out of somebody's interest in soul winning, which was extended to you. Then today you are in Christ. Like that lady who said, I could have died for myself. You couldn't have died for yourself. Yeah, you couldn't have died. Jesus has died for us. It's our responsibility to take the message out there. So becoming a Basenta leader gives you the opportunity to do soul winning, to do evangelism. Because without evangelism, your Basenta cannot grow. You will not even get your first member. Amen. And this Sunday, I'm not here giving people members. Oh, you, this is your member. You, no, 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 no. I stopped doing, I'm not, I'm not even the pastor of this church anymore. So I can't even share the members. Yeah, I can only share the pastors. But I can't share the members. So you go out there, no simple, and become a, say, I'm starting a basenta. And be, a basenta cannot work without soul winning. So I'm going to win souls. I'm going to go out there and win, lead one person to Christ. Then I add a person to my bar. Then my basenta has now started. Well, now, when you are alone, it has not become a basenta. It's a bar, but it's not a center. It's a bar, but not a center. A center, center, center is in where we gather. Yeah, center is in where we gather. So if there's no gathering, gather by yourself. You are with yourself already. Yeah. So you go there, you do so winning, so then you get one, two, then you'll be growing it gradually. Every week you, you meet them to do what? You meet together to pray. You meet together, you teach something little and you meet together and you fellowship. Look, people need each other. We need one another. Me without you is not complete. Can you imagine you know nobody? There'll be nobody to talk to. Imagine how your mouth will be smelling when you don't talk for there to be. Because like, that's why when you sleep and you wake up, you have to brush your teeth. You have not done anything bad in your sleep. You didn't even have a dream. But when you wake up, you have to brush your teeth because you have closed it for too long. Yeah. So we meet together. So, Charlie, we have met. Let's pray. Father, as you have come, speak to us. Then, look, this is something small we want to share. Even before we share something, if anybody has any special need, please bring it. Let's pray about it. Let's pray. Let's join our faith together. This, oh, my school, mathematics, we've started calculus. The way it's rocking my mind. Father, we pray. 
we take authority. We pray over Pastor Melin. We pray, let his mind begin to grasp calculus in the name of Jesus. We, 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 we hold this devil. Let your son have victory in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Then now you take, let me share something with you. Bishop was sharing with us what it means to be a Basenta leader. He said, number one, it gives us a chance to win souls. So this is our Basenta, we are going to win souls. Can I have somebody say amen? Let me show you a scripture from the Bible. Proverbs chapter 30, chapter 11, verse 30. It says, he that winneth souls is wise. I'm preaching, no, I'm not preaching your preaching. I'm back in my preaching. He that winneth souls, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. It shows that we are wise. This Basenta is a wise Basenta. We are going to be a wise, me, you, and him, we are going to be a very wise Center. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Father, we pray. Help us to win souls this week in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Let me give you a few announcements. Let's take an offering. We take a little offering. That's for transporting yourself to church. Yeah. Helping with your transport to church. Put it aside. Look, these are the announcements. You know, today is Thursday. Saturday, we will gather together and go and win some souls because we said we are wise. Are we all wise? If you are wise, say amen. amen. Good. So we'll gather together at 4 o'clock. Between just 4 and 5, we'll gather together. We'll go and win some souls. And Sunday, we'll take those souls and ourselves to church. Amen. Church starts at 10 o'clock. So by 9, we should be ready, ready to leave. We shouldn't let you usually, you let us chase you. We go and hide under your bed. You should change you here. Amen. So Sunday, 10 o'clock. All right. Let's pray and share the baby. The grace of our Lord Jesus. Then we have closed. Meeting has ended. If you have some juice, we share, we drink. We go home. That's all. That's a Basenta meeting. That's it. So that you can win souls. Do you want to get to heaven and you have nothing? Nothing that, as Jesus will say, I saved you. I shed my precious blood for you to be saved. You are coming to heaven empty-handed. I don't think you want to do that. I don't think anybody, it's not fair. The price that Jesus paid for us, he paid with his life, his precious blood. All he's asking us is to go around and share this love with other people. Can't we also do that? So this thing of becoming a basen, having your own basenta, gives you an opportunity. Because sometimes when you don't own something, you don't feel like contributing to it. It's human nature. That's how we are. We don't feel like contributing to something because it's like, oh, this thing I'm doing, this person is going to look great. Now look great for yourself. Yeah, look great for yourself. Number two. Say amen. amen. Ah, you don't say amen anymore in this church. Number two, it's an opportunity to care for God's sheep to prove that we love Jesus. Becoming a Basenta leader is an opportunity to care for God's sheep to prove that we love Jesus. John 21, Jesus is having a conversation with Peter. This is after Jesus rose from. He says, 
And when they had died, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me than this? Then he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said unto him a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said, Feed my sheep. And he said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Simon, and Peter was grieved because he said unto him, A third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Thou knowest, Lord, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love you. Jesus says, Feed my sheep. Jesus was asking Peter to prove his love for him. To prove his love for him by caring for the sheep. Now, he gives us different types of sheep. He gives lambs and sheep because the, sheep, the lambs are smaller. The, sheeps are more, the sheep are more mature, more grown. More, they know, the lamb, they, the lamb they're the slightest force they will break. So Jesus was telling, show me that you love me. Every wife wants to know if the husband really loves her. All those since we got married and I signed a legal document that I love, I've not changed my mind. Everybody wants proof from time to time. Yeah, show me. So do something. And some people's love language is buy flowers. I don't want to tell the story. I'm a Zuluma. I don't buy flowers. No, I don't want to tell it. Because I just gave the conclusion. I've not told you the whole story. How many of you know the story? They are forcing me to tell the story one day. I wasn't going to tell the story. These people are forcing me. One day. I, I, I was asking a husband. I don't remember. I'm growing old. I asked a husband to buy flowers or something like that. So I, I spoke to the wife. I said, oh, your husband. I, I, no, I asked the wife. Does your husband buy you flowers? The wife looked at me and she shook her head <laughs> and said to me, my husband is a Zulu man. He doesn't buy flowers. <laughs> or he doesn't give flowers, something like that. So I thought, okay, Zulu men don't give flowers. So I met another guy who was at the shop, pick and pay to be specific. And I, 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 I met this guy. So I bought, I picked a bunch of flowers. I said I was going to give it to my wife. He asked me, what are you? I said, I'm going to give it to my wife. Then I picked a second one. Then I gave it to him. I said, go and give it to your wife. Then, listen to the story. This man is not a Zulu man. Then we went to the till. Then I asked him to pay for both. You know? Yeah, because it was my idea. I, I did the brain work. I did the brain work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intellectual what? Property. Why you love? Is, you go, you, as you go to school further, you understand that a lot of the brain work. Why do you think rich people are always on the golf course playing golf? They are relaxing so they can think because they are paid for what is in their head. So I told him, pay for it. So he paid for it. When he finished, he thought I was buying two. In fact, before that, I not told him to go and give it to When I, I said, go and give this to your wife. And then I said, don't tell her. I said, go and give it to her. You have bought it. 
for her. So we were there. About two hours later, then the wife called me and said, my husband bought me flowers. She was happy. And then we're all happy together. I said, oh, good, nice, great. Then she hung up. Then about 20 minutes later, she called again. I said, ah! I, I, I wasn't sure, should I answer the call or not? I was thinking, hey, what has happened? Has the guy taken the flowers or what? Then she, she said to me, Bishop, I think you had something to do with it. <laughs> I said, did you see me giving you flowers? She said, no. Then I said, why are you involving me in your family issues? So that's when I realized that it's not only Zulu men, but it's all men. So, husbands, learn how to buy flowers. Some will prefer chocolate. Some just want you to tell them you love them. Some want you to sing for them. Some want you to just spend time with them. To show what is the essence. To show that you love them. Do you get, I don't know why men don't ask for proof, but anyway, let's go forward. <laughs> Yeah, let's go for it. Do you get it? Yeah. Jesus also wants proofs of love. He wants what? Proofs. Proofs of love. And the proof he wants is for somebody to care for the people he died for. For the people he died for. Care for them. Look after them. Teach them. Pray for them. Visit them when they are sick. Encourage them when they are down. Tell them they can make it. When they fall, help them to rise up. Yeah. Help them to rise up. Jesus is also looking for people like that. Unfortunately, today's Christians just want to be cared for, but they don't want to care for anybody. They don't want to care for anybody. By all means, there's somebody you can care for. There's somebody you are much older than spiritually that you can care for. Yeah. There's somebody. I mean, I care for my children, but I expect my first son to care for my second son. Because he's older. Yeah, he's older. If he doesn't wake him up, he will never wake up. So, look, his alarm can ring like a bomb. Boom, boom, he will still not wake up. So, I always, when they are going to sleep, the, the other guy will threaten, I will not wake you up. I say, well, I beg, please, wake him up, okay? Then you are going to create a problem for me, so wake him up. There's always somebody, you can wake the person up. You wake up Sunday morning for church. You can also wake that person up to come to church. Yeah, Jesus is looking for proofs of love. Now, for some of us, is he going to wait in vain for your love? I asked that they sing that song today. It was just not ready. Is he going to wait for in vain or wait forever to, for you to show that you love him? When? When? He's been waiting for four years. You got born again 2018. It's 2022. It's almost over. He thought 2019 he will see your show. No show. 2020, you ghosted him. 2021, he said, okay, COVID, no problem. 2022, I'm going to see your love. 2022 is almost over. No love. No love shown. No proof of your love. Zero. No love shown. 
2020, how long is he going to wait for you to show that you love him? How long? How long? Becoming a Basenta leader gives you that opportunity. You start to care for one person as a sign of love. Then it becomes two. Then you are increasing in your proofs of love. You see the soul winning that we are doing. I say, fruit of my wisdom. Basenta is proof of my love. Yeah, proof of my love for you, Jesus. I'm proofing to you that I love you. Yeah, I want you to know that I love you. Number three, I'm almost done. Number three, it's an opportunity to learn to preach and to teach and to preach. It's an opportunity to learn to preach and to teach. Hebrews 5 12 says, For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as need for milk and not strong meat. He says, there is a time, when the time has come for you to become a teacher, you still need somebody to teach you. As a Christian, God expects you to be, grow into a teacher. To grow into somebody who's able to teach things. Teach somebody something. And he says, but when the time has come, you still need somebody to teach you. Why is this so? Because you've never risen up to teach. Never risen up to teach. Never risen up to teach. Hey, Bishop, I don't know how to teach. How would you know if you never start learning? Are you Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the only person who says, how knoweth this man these things having never learned? You, you have to learn it. You have to practice. I, I don't know how to swim because I've not learned to swim. You don't know how to play golf because you have not learned to play golf. You are not born with it. Say, you, I was born as Tiger Woods. I like sticks, so I'm Tiger Woods. No, 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 no. You can't be both. You're either a tiger or, or a wood. <laughs> you can't be both. Yeah. But if you learn, I remember just two years ago or three years ago, I started to teach my pastors how to play golf three years ago. Today, one of them is winning competitions in the city. Why? He learned how to play. He just learned how to play. So when I go play, I say, when you reach here, don't do this. This is the reason why you always, your score is high. Don't do this. Me, I can't do it all. But I will be telling him, don't do it like this. I say, don't play this club. When it's my turn to play, I'll take the same club. I'll play it. Because the feel of playing that club is very nice. But the result, you are playing a competition. So the result is not as important. Me, I'm playing to exercise and be excited. So I said, when you get here, play the tray wood. Don't play the driver. When he gets there, I'm not looking out there. He will take the driver. I said, I told you, bring the tray. <laughs> yeah. But now he's winning competitions in the city. Now he's winning meat. I don't know whether his name is, because his name is meat. But he wins a lot of meat. Yeah, so now we have decided we won't buy meat again. He should just, we'll use the meat money to play golf and then he should win enough meat for us to eat. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, today he's winning meat. Soon he'll be winning cars. 
Why? He learned it. Yeah, he learned it. He learned it. You too, if you will learn to teach, very soon you will become a very good teacher. Yeah, very soon you will become a very good teacher. Yeah. I developed this preaching in M- MGC. This preaching I'm preaching to you in MGC, whole 12. <laughs> we were talking and coming to whole 12, and then I said, this Sunday I want to preach this. He said, oh, how? Then I, started, I took out my phone, I put all the message. Everything I'm telling you, I wrote it all down before we teed up. Yeah, from walking from whole 11 to whole 12, I put it together. I said, ready, let's go. I can preach even right now. How did I get here? Years of teaching, 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 teaching. Yes. Even this teaching, I came to teach you for the offering. I'm not here to take an offering. They told me the offering person is not here. Please come. I said, okay, let's go. I just came. Now, boom. Boom. You will become that. But you have to submit yourself to learning, to teach now so that you can now develop. Yeah. What is teaching? Bible says that Jeremiah 3.15 says, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's, that's, that's the feeding he's talking about. Knowledge and understanding. What is knowledge? Knowledge is repeating what you know. Tell, this is red. That's knowledge. Knowledge is giving, passing on information. Teaching or feeding knowledge is passing on information. This is black. This is red. That's it. Why it is black, why it is red, that's none of your business. You are passing on the information. That's knowledge. So some of your teaching will just be passing on knowledge. Then there's also understanding. Understanding is why it is so. You don't start teaching by, with understanding. You start with knowledge. As you impart knowledge. When you go to your school, your t- lecturers just tell you this, 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 then that's it. After some time, you meet some lecturers who are good with their, 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 their develop. So they don't only give you the information, but then they explain the information to you. That's understanding. Yeah, that's, that's the pa- a ministry of a pastor. A ministry of a basentale to give knowledge, which is, I'm telling you, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That's knowledge. I've taught you something you didn't know. Then understanding is why the effects, the benefits, all these other things. And you get there by developing, developing. But if you don't start, why, why would you teach, Alan? If you don't start, when? If you don't start. So start, knowledge, knowledge is, look, what are we teaching at the bar center? We are, we will give you materials to teach. But primarily, we are just going there to go over what was taught on Sunday. You would think everybody understood what was taught on Sunday until you engage them. When you engage them, you'll be so, you wonder, were they really in church? Yes, they were. But that's all they, they had. And that's all they understood. So when we go over it again, that's why even you, when you go to school, after the lecturer has taught or the teacher has taught, you have to study again before you write the exam. Because from the, le- from the teacher's class, you don't grasp everything. You have to go and work it again and again and again to grasp everything. So when you have this bar center, you will learn to teach. And it's easy to teach one person than to teach two people. It's easy to teach two, easier to teach two people than to teach five people. Can you imagine you are teaching 13 people? It's your very first time of teaching. 13 people. Then somebody raises their hand to ask a question. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Meanwhile, you, you know, 
you yourself, if somebody interrupts you, you forget everything you are teaching. Then now there's this person who has raised their hand. Yeah. And then you also make a mistake and say, hey, what did you want to say? Then, then, then she will stand up. Then she will lick her lips. Um, at, at the second point, you have even forgotten what the second point is. <laughs> you made reference to a guy called Archippus. You don't remember this Archippus. You didn't even know that this Archippus was a guy. You thought it was a town. That was mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. By the time they finish asking the question, you are forgotten. You are confused for them. And the meeting has just started. You have 20 minutes to teach. You are in the fifth minute. Not that you are even in the 19th minute that you can use something. The person has raised the TV. Let's check again, please. Hey! You said, you said, you said Luke 14, you said Mark 18, Mark, Mark 17, 4. But I've looked through Mark, there's no s- s- chapter 17. Hey, the person has poured the whole, the whole day is poured. Yeah, the whole day is <coughs> You can't teach again, I'm telling you. Yes. Look, you said pray for Lord Shadi. I was preaching somewhere one day, many years ago. Look, everything was going on nice. I was a visiting preacher. As soon as I stood behind the pope, that was before the days of tablets and things. I stood behind the pope, the light went off. In fact, they introduced me and I came to stand behind it. The, whole, the power went off. After they finished clapping, well, let us welcome Bishop. I came. Then the power went off. Hey! Look, in the night or not in the day, in the night. Yeah. I had to force through it. From that day, I started to keep all my preaching in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were going to invent a tablet. So I started to store all my preaching. So it's a, for me, it's a default setting. If I start to make my notes just before I come to preach, and it's like that after I make the note, I'm making what is inside my head. I'm now putting it in writing. Yeah, it's a default setting for me because it's like, look, if you go again, the power goes off. <laughs> look, you will sing and sing and sing and sing and sing and the power will not come back. You know, usually when you're having a service and the power goes off, they say, oh, let's pray. How long are you going to pray? The program is not for prayer. It's for preaching. How long are you going to pray? But you start to learn from one. You teach this one person. You make all your mistakes with this one. He doesn't even know that it's a mistake. Let me tell you, don't tell anybody. That's why I'm saying it's very low. Don't tell. Most of the people we are teaching, they don't know whether what you are teaching is right or wrong. It's only God who knows. So you have to, out of the sincerity of your heart, teach the right thing. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. So you start with this one person. By the time he gets to know, you have, you have advanced so much that it's, it's ridiculous for him to bring up that old teaching that you taught during the days of apartheid. During the days of apartheid when we were not free. Oh, how can you bring it up at this time? When he listens, even himself, when he listens to your preaching, he's so wow. He's like, hey, 
Look, people can't teach you. I mean, as I explained to you, with knowledge and wisdom, knowledge and understanding, you saw that you didn't know it. Uh-huh. You can't bring my preaching in 2010 during the Jabulani World Cup. You can't. No, 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 you can't. I was going through my notes and I found that in 2009, you preached a message and in that message, you preached the title of the message is uh, uh, The Beauty of Holiness. And in The Beauty of Holiness, you said that. I said, look, it's an old message. It's Old Testament. Come to the New Testament. Let us go. Clap your hands for Jesus. I'm closing. So you seize this opportunity to improve yourself as a Christian, to learn to teach. Even now when you read your Bible, it will make sense to you. It will make sense to you. Number four, it is an opportunity to be a fruitful Christian. John 15, 16. To be a fruitful Christian. It says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth. And bring forth fruit, and that your fruit may remain. That whatsoever ye may ask the Father in my name, he may give it. So Jesus said, the reason why I chose you is for you to be fruitful Christians. Fruitful, a Christian who bears fruit. So when you give yourself to this basenta work, you have the opportunity to bear fruit, to bring forth fruit, to have people and say, Jesus, these are my fruits. Yeah, it's an opportunity to be fruitful. If you embrace it, you'll become a fruitful Christian. If you don't, you'll be a barren Christian. There's no activity in this world that people want to be barren in. One of the most complicated problems in a marriage is a marriage where there's no child. Yeah. When I meet a couple like that, my heart breaks. Because, look, after they've married, that's the only thing they are looking forward to. A child to show that, look, our marriage has been fruitful. That this is a child, yours and mine. Together, it's like a combination of the two of us. Yeah. So when there's no child, every man, no matter how many scriptures you quote, no matter how many scriptures, another I pray, say, God, look, save me from quoting all these scriptures. Just give them a child so that I don't have to use these scriptures. To encourage them. Because there's nothing more powerful than fruit. I mean, imagine you've planted um, a mango tree at home. And you've been waiting for years. You are still waiting. No fruit. Then the pastor comes. Oh, we are praying with you. Next year, there will be fruit. Next year, no fruit. Oh, we are believing God with you. Trust in the Lord with all your might. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct you. I say, look, all these scriptures don't matter. All I want is a man. Even if it doesn't get ripe, at least it comes, it's green. I can hold it and say, oh, there's a fruit. I remember many years ago, we were in Sierra Leone, and we saw mango trees as short as tokoloshis. Short. You don't climb that tree, you jump over that tree. No, I'm serious. I don't know why you are laughing, but I'm serious. The trees are like here, tokoloshik, tokoloshik mango trees. But the fruits that are on it, big like that. Like when they are growing, you have to come and take them off, or they'll fall down. And So when you come, you see the mangoes are under the tree. You don't go and plant. They are just there. They are down. 
big. We say, hey, big. I mean, mango as big as your head. You think it's a coconut. I'm telling you. I tell you no lie. It's a Sunday morning. As big as your head. You have in Josini. So we said, wow, these mangoes will really be good. So we took some of the seeds to another country and planted them. So now we are going to enjoy proper mangoes. Not these mangoes that are like hunger beating small mangoes like a, a tennis ball. Tennis ball, golf ball mango. We, will, we are bringing proper mangoes. We have been waiting with 10 years. No mango. Hey! Nothing. It's like the tree. We don't have a problem with the height of the tree because where we saw the trees, they were short. All over the place. Oh, I don't think you can sell mangoes in that country. I mean, the, everybody has a mango tree in front of there. It's like it's the most common tree there. And the mangoes are... So where are you, who are you going to sell to? Who's going to buy? I, I need people to help me eat mine. Look, 10 years, it has not grown. At a point, we took a decision. You know something? It's a waste of space. Cut down this fruitless mango tree. Then we cut them down. That is how God feels when he looks at us. That I thought you would bear fruit. You were fruitful in the world. Collecting people to nightclubs. Nightclubs that you don't even know anybody in. Taking them there. The whole place is dark. You don't know anybody. You are there dancing with strangers. You have gone with a group of seven girls. All wearing red. It's like before we left, we chose a color scheme. One, ten of us. We are all wearing green and yellow. Bafana, Bafana colors. Who, who are the lady Bafana, Bafanes? Banyana, Banyanes. We have come. We are all wearing like a special color, special hairstyle, special this. And you, you were able to organize people for these things. Organize people to go to Moses Mabida to go and watch Orlando Pirates beat Amazulu. And all these things. You, you are able to take people to go swimming. You, add, you organize them a group. Let's go swimming. Let's go to the Deban Beach. Not even here. You don't have transport to come from your house to church here. But you have transport for you and for your friends to go to Deban, Deban Beach. Ushaka Marine World. And go and do splash water and all these things. So God saw it. God said, ah, this guy. If we save this one, more people will be won for Christ. More souls, her organizational ability, she can mobilize people. Souls will be won. And then God reached out to save you. Now that you are born again Christian, you have become as timid as a lamb. Meanwhile, in, at your workplace, you could organize people to go and gossip. Let's go and gossip about the boss. Yeah. Let's go and gossip. Some of you are even in the union. You are secretaries, um, press secretary, this secretary, spin doctors, all type of things in the union. Yeah. If you take Zwilin um, and Vavi out, you are the next. Yeah, you then blade in Zimandi. There was the, the, our guy. Fikilem Balula. Yeah, Bags. You take him out, you are the next. Yeah. Remember Fikile during um, Tabon Beki's time? Yeah, now that he has put his eye on this guy, pray about it. <laughs> but now that you are a Christian, no fruit. 
no fruit. That story ends today in the name of Jesus. I said that story ends today in the name of Jesus. I see Basentes sprinkled out everywhere. Every, look, let me tell you this one. Don't tell it. You don't need your pastor for this. You get up and say, I'm doing it. So, I'm waiting for my pastor to tell me to start. No, I am your pastor. I'm the overall pastor of the church here in KwaZulu-Natal. I'm telling you as the bishop of the church, start. 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 Start and inform your pastor. Start and tell your pastor. Pastor Melly, I've started a basenta. I said, oh, really? Okay. Then we add it to the list of his basentas. Yeah. Start. Get to the job and become fruitful. Number next one. It's an opportunity to be an active Christian. I think I'm giving you seven. This is the sixth one. I'll give you the seventh one. I, I could. It's an opportunity to be an active Christian. Amos 6 1. Bible says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Amos 6 1. You become an active, active Christian. Active. That you are active. An active. A Christian who has activity in your life. Something is going on. Can't you even see the bus in the church as we are out doing evangelism, going here, going here? It's like there's a bus. We are all excited. We are doing something. Rise up and become active in the church. There's no, there's no, there's no accolade, there's no blessing, there's no praise, there's no crown, there's no reward for just sitting there and doing nothing. There's nothing. That's for you, you are in the church, you do nothing. No, you are a Christian, there's no activity. Even when there's no activity, it becomes boring. It becomes boring, it's like monotonous, mundane, all you do is wake up, eat, sleep, poo, then you start again, like that. It's not enough. Some activity will do. I said some activity will do. Some activity will do. Getting involved in this basenta work will give activity in your life. And number seven, it's an opportunity to come. Hey. Okay. Anyway, it's not, a, it's not a problem. Fruitful Christian I've given you. Active Christian I've given you. Learn to preach, I've given you. Opportunity to show your love by caring for the sheep, I've given you. To win souls regularly, I've given you. Yeah, that's six. Number one, to win souls regularly. Number two, to show that you love Jesus. Number three, to preach and to teach. An opportunity to learn to preach and to teach. Number four, an opportunity to be a fruitful Christian. Number five, an opportunity to be an active Christian. And number six. <laughs> you are right, you are right. You see why you must become a teacher? Because you are right. <laughs> number six, an opportunity to be right. You are right. <laughs> and the final one, whichever number you want to have it. It's an opportunity to contribute to the growth of the church. To contribute to the growth of the kingdom of God and the church. To contribute to the growth of the kingdom of God and the church. Somebody say amen. amen. Look, when you have contributed to the success of something, there's a feel-good factor about it. And when you've contributed nothing, even when you are enjoying it, you are ashamed. 
Let's all go and get some food to eat. We go to KFC. You don't buy anything. And you are eating what we have bought. Although you are eating. Look, if we are eating and by mistake, there's left with only one drumstick. And by your calculations, we are four. And you've had one. So technically, that one that is left must come to you. And you are stretching your hand to it. Then the one who paid for it also starts to stretch his hand. You will see that you will just stretch and you will push it closer to him. Because confidence to take it is not there because you did not contribute. Only for him to say, oh, no, I was just taking my, my drink. You can have it. You can have it. So you are enjoying the thing, but because it didn't cost you anything, you didn't contribute to it, you, the confidence to enjoy. As I'm preaching, I can close now, I can close later. Yeah, usually sometimes when I come, I preach till two. I can close now, I can close later. Why? Because I have contributed massively to what we are sitting in right now. That's what gives me the authority. That's what gives me authority. But if I didn't contribute anything, I'll just be asking about how long should I preach? When my time says I just finished, then I go and say, I don't know, giving anything to it. Yeah. So contribute. It, it's a chance, Faisy, to contribute to the growth of the church, to contribute to the growth of the kingdom of God. It's your chance. God is giving all of us a chance to contribute something. And, and remember, God could have said contribute money, but he knows that if he says contribute money, some have, some don't have. Some have, some don't have, or some don't have enough. So he says contribute what everybody can contribute, which is winning souls, populating the kingdom. That one, everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. God is a just God. Everybody can do it. Hallelujah. I pray for everybody listening to me right now that God will give us the grace to rise up and to do this great work. And to do this great work. So he says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable, always above always doing well in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Anything we do for God will not be in vain. It will not be in vain. Stand to your feet. Let us bring this service to a close. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, I pray. Even put your hand down. Let me just do this quickly. You are here. You want to say, Bishop, I want to be a Basenta leader. I've heard what you have said. I want to be a Basenta leader. Come to the front. I'll pray with you. One general prayer, and then you go back. I want, I've decided. I want to be a Basenta leader. Come, quickly, quickly. They gave me up to 10 past 1, so let's use the time. Let's use the time. Come, I'll pray with you. Even if you have a center leader already used, you can still come. Maloba seto sakayelaba, rambo lababo, brande bede, braste bede, limota balemo, brate maya, nipola mandebe. So these are the only people who heard me preaching. I just want to know. Yeah, makola bata se payola. 
Bishop, I want to. I want to join this bus center. You do it at your own time. It doesn't even matter your work shift. Whether you work at this time, you choose the time. You choose. I want to. I will be. I, I will be. I'll give myself to this work. I want to be a bus center leader to do something, to be fruitful, to be active, to be a fruitful Christian, to be an act, to win souls, to have something to do for the Lord. Come to me. I'll pray with you right now. I'll pray with you quickly for the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon you right now. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot do much. I want to pray for you that this grace will come upon you. This grace will come upon you right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it, Lord. I want to do it, Lord. I want to care for somebody to show that I love you, to show that I love you. Come, I'll pray with you right now, quickly. I'll pray with you. Father, thank you for all these ones who are here. I pray. Thank you for them that are responding to this special let your grace be upon each and every one of them. Let your spirit empower them. Your word declares that we shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us to be your witnesses. Lord, I pray, let everybody here in front, under the sound of my voice, be empowered specially for this work. In the name of Jesus. Break every obstacle that is in their way. Break every challenge that they have. Help them to overcome their challenges, their personal challenges and challenges regarding this thing they've decided to do in the name of Jesus. Let them be, let them, let them be filled with joy. Let them be filled with joy as they deserve you. We thank you. Your word declared that in the 70 return in joy. Let these ones experience that joy of serving you, that joy of winning souls and populating the kingdom of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. Jesus into my heart. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I'm not saved. If I die today, I'll go to hell. Help me to escape. To escape. To escape. Lift your right hand. You're lifting your hand. Lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bow. Lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me quickly. I'll pray with you. My sister with the baby, come to me. My sisters at the back, come. Don't be afraid. Come. Come out, pray with you. 
my sister in the lock. Come, I'll pray with you. forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory and your glory alone. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Um, our sister over there wants to give you something quickly and then you will come back to your seat, okay? So just, just this, this one. Okay, so just, just follow her. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.